Well, hello, hello, how you doing, how you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. This is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 268-268. How are you doing, bastards? How are you doing? Hello, bastards. Well, hello, bastards. It's so nice that you come back to hear this crap. You're looking swell, bastards. I can tell, bastards. That's that I can't do any more of the parody because I don't know the words to Hello Dolly anymore. <laughs> F y'all, that was pretty good for just thinking it up. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Ladies, thank you very much. People around, wherever you're listening to this crap, thank you very much, you beautiful, wonderful people. You cool, sass bastards. Thank you very much. Now, let me ask you this, and, and and this is something that's really, really weird, and I, and I talked about a person that owed me money before, and there's a person that, that owes me money and is hiding from me. I mean, literally going out of their way and hiding from me, and literally, it's like I will show up someplace, and it's almost as if they know I'm coming and make it a point to get out of there before I get there. And if you were looking from the outside in, you would think that I was some badass guy that walks around kicking the crap out of people. And this guy better run because you know how many times S. Anthony has brutally and viciously murdered someone that he was mad at. You know, S. Anthony's a real hothead. Yes, he's been a comedian for his entire adult life plus one years. Yes, he's usually the guy that diffuses situations. Yes, his friends actually come to him for advice. Yes, he's actually gotten his friends out of bar fights and survived without getting a scratch on him. Yes, he's a very, very wonderful guy who's a peacemaker. Yes. But if you owe him money, forget all of the crap we've seen over the past 30 years of his adult life and the past 48 years of his existence. There's one thing you know about the S machine. If you owe him money, he'll beat you to death. Well, guess what? That ain't true. But you couldn't tell by this jackass the way he hides from me. And you know what the amount of money he actually owes me is? I'm going to tell you the amount of money he owes me. Forty dollars. Now, how long has he owed me that money? Years. And he's literally been avoiding me for years. Like, I still give a crap about the 40 bucks. Now, I care about the 40 bucks. I'm not a rich guy. You know, even if I was a rich guy, I would be the principal of the things. If, if you, you know, owe me money, you should pay it back to me. But I'm not going to beat your ass or attempt to beat your ass or have someone else beat your ass for 40 bucks. Come on now. You know? I don't take it that seriously. If I actually ran into the guy, if I actually caught the guy, I shouldn't even say caught like I'm chasing him down. If I actually ran into the guy and I saw him, I would just go, hey, what's going on, man? I wouldn't go over and talk to him. I wouldn't go, hey, man, where's my $40, man? Kick your ass, man. I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to, I wouldn't necessarily have a long conversation with him and treat him like a long lost friend because he lied to me and he owes me money and he still feels the effect of owing me money because he's going out of his way to avoid me, which lets me know he still knows he's wrong. But I've been in a situation before where I owed someone money. In fact, technically, I still owe the guy money. This is from a long, long time ago. I'm talking about decades ago. I was in dire straits and I needed some money immediately to take care of a problem. Nothing life threatening, but something that would have been a huge pain in the ass. So I called a friend of mine that I know had way more. He wasn't rich, but he was doing really well. And he loaned me some money, right? And I said, okay, I'm going to get it back. We said, okay, he says, you know what? Hold on to it for a while. Get it back to me. But, you know, don't be any big rush. Don't worry about it. I mean, plus, trust me, I got it. I said, okay, cool. But I don't like the old money, especially people that I'm cool with. He goes, don't worry about it. So I go through the situation. I take care of the situation. I resolve the situation. It takes a few months. I try to call him to let him know what the, what the uh, situation is with the money I want to get back to him. He keeps going, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Now, the thing about this cat is he's one of those guys that's, that goes from place to place to place to place. He never, ever stays in the same city for any length of time. He keeps going from place to place to place to place. And what happens, he's, even as a friend, um, he's one of those guys where he's your good friend. He disappears for a while. Then he reemerges, and then you just continue the friendship as if nothing happened. And sometimes it'd be months in between times you'd see each other because he'd disappear, reestablish himself someplace else, connect with you, and then so on and so forth. 
So I get to the point where I've solved my problem. I get my money together and I'm about to give this bread back to the guy. I call. He's not there. I'm going out. Jeez. I try to find him through his other friends. They don't know where he is. I try to find him through his family. They know where he is. They, but they're having a hard time getting in contact with him because he's so busy. So time keeps going on and I'm literally trying hard to get in contact with this guy to give him the money. I got the money sitting in a damn envelope. I'm trying to give it back to him, trying to give it back to him, trying to give it back to him, trying to give it back to him. He's so hard to get in contact with that you know what it's like if you have any money laying around the house, you order a pizza and you go, ah, crap. I don't feel like going to the ATM. Uh, uh, let me get that envelope that I got the money in for the, my, my boy and we take a 20 out of there and, and then all of a sudden it's $20 less in there, Right? So, you know, you, you, you go, you know, you put it in the drawer, right? And then something else will happen. Like, ah, you know, I feel like going to the dam. Let me take 20 more dollars out of there. You know, that way, it'll, you know, and let me take 20 more dollars out of there. Oh, man. Well, you need to borrow 20. I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't have any cash. You know, I do have some cash on me. Hold on. And I get his $20. And, it's $40. and all of a sudden, the money is almost down to nothing. And the whole time you are actually trying to get in contact with this person to give them money in good faith. And now the envelope that was in your kitchen drawer that had the money in it, the envelope that you had nothing else in the drawer but the money because you wanted to make sure that the money was right in front of you so nothing was on top of it so you wouldn't think that you lost it. And now you got nothing in there but an envelope with, with a number written on the front of it and nothing on the inside of it and you still can't get in contact with the bastard. And I'm literally hunting this guy down for years to give him this money back. I finally get in contact with him and he goes, hey, what's going on, man? He calls me Steve because I wasn't S. Anthony yet. Hey, Steve, what's going on, baby? I say, man, I've been trying to find your dumb ass for like years. What the hell happened to you, man? I didn't, nobody knew where you were. Well, I was doing this and done doing that. I'm not going to identify what he was doing. Nothing illegal, but still personal to him. I go, man, I got this bread for you, man. He goes, what bread? And I go, you loan me money. A few years ago, maybe I owe you bloopy bloopy bloop. He goes, I don't care about that. I said, Yeah, but I got the bread here. I didn't have the bread here. I had it in the back, but I didn't have the cash in the envelope. He goes, Dude, we, he said, we've been boys for all this time. I make all this money. You needed the bread. I gave you the, you know, the money. He's like, Dude, I don't give a crap about that. I said, I said, Well, I got it. He said, No, no, this is, dude, I don't even want it. You know what I'm saying? He said, Would you help? He says, If you were in my position at the time and I had all, you had all that money that I had and you, you were in dire straits really quickly and you gave me that amount of money and to help me out and somehow I couldn't get in contact with you and then years go by and then I get in contact with you. Um, would you take the money back? I said, I probably wouldn't care at that point. The hell do I care? He goes, exactly. I said, so you, so what you're saying is don't give me the money because dude, I don't care. I don't need it. I said, I'm doing really good. I don't need the money. You needed help. I had the ability to help you. I'm your friend. It's nothing. I said, so I said, I said, let me get this straight. I want to record this uh, just in case later on you F up your money and you come back looking for the cash. Let me hit this recorder to make sure that you say on, rec on the recording that I don't owe you the money. He knows I'm kidding. He laughs. And then we resume our friendship and so on and so forth. And then, of course, just like I said before, he disappears doing what he does for business and he comes back and he disappears and comes back and disappears. And I haven't seen him for years and that's to be expected because that's what happens. And I know at some point in the near future, I'm going to be traveling someplace and this punk ass is going to, my, my, my cell phone's going to ring because we have a lot of mutual friends and it's going to be, hey, I understand you don't go by Steve anymore. I said, I haven't gone by Steve anymore in a long time. So you go by, yes, Anthony now. Yes, what everybody calls me. I don't even answer to Steve anymore. I don't care. You still answer the blockhead mother jumper? You know, because he'll, he'll break my balls and then we'll laugh and joke and we'll go about our business. But the thing was, I actually looked for this guy trying to give him money. Time had gone by and I, in good faith, was trying to give this guy his money back. And then when he got, got it took so long from his end because he was so hard to find, he didn't even want the money back because it had been so long. But that was way more money than the $40 that this cat owes me. But he's owed me that $40 for a while. And the... And the only reason I was looking for him is hard. I, I mean, what am I saying? He was, he thought I was looking for him was because he said he was going to give me the money back. I said, look, uh, you know, I want the money back. I ain't no rich guy, but you know, you need it right now. Just give it back to me, man. You know, when you get the bread, but you know, it don't take like nine years to give it back to me, but you know, you know, but just, you know, give it back to me. But the thing is, he really didn't have any intention on giving it back to me. And I didn't know that at the time. I thought he was a person of his word and he was somebody I liked and knew. And he literally hides from me. Which was dumb. 
because it's literally been so long now, not as long as with that up, my other buddy, it's been so long now, I don't even care about the 40 bucks anymore. I really didn't care that much then. Definitely not enough to hunt him down. <laughs> and all this time later, still avoiding. Man's married with children and still avoiding me over 40 bucks. How childish is that? But the funny thing about it is when you owe money or when you lend money to somebody that you know and somebody that you like, depending on the relationship, if you are on the outs and all of a sudden it's like owing money to a to a loan shark. If you hate each other's, if something happens and like say I loaned him the 40 bucks, right? And then I found that he was a piece of crap and I was the kind of person that held grudges like that. I was like, yeah, well, you owe me $40, sucker. And then it took me, I had to drive over here. It took me this many minutes, this many miles and you owe me money for my time, sucker. So not only is it not the $40 that you owe me, bitch, you got to owe me another $20 because it took me that long to get over over here and you got to pay me for my time sucker and the fact the fact that you didn't just see me and immediately pull out my $40 plus the time and then, and then when I factor in the fact that I want to kick your ass and I could kick your ass because you know I could kick your ass but I'm not going to kick your ass if you give me the money as it turns out right now punk you should give me $100 so I don't kick your punk ass I'm not that guy it's not that big of a deal so the thing is, when you loan money to somebody, especially if it's not an amount of money that changes your bottom line, it's not the amount of money that you would feel immediately. It's not the amount of money that's going to take money that's going to, you know, stop you from paying a bill. It's not going to change your tax bracket. It's not the kind of money that's going to make you miss it at all. You can feel it, but you won't miss it because, I mean, no, I, I'm not a rich guy, but if I $40 here, it's not really going to bother me that much. Well, then essentially it's kind of like. It's kind of like a gift card, if you really think about it. You know how gift cards used to be when gifts, I don't know if they, I think they changed some of it because people got pissed off. But when gift cards were a newer thing, you know, you, you didn't realize you, you have a $100 gift card and somebody would hand you that $100 gift card on Christmas and you'd go, oh, this is great. So-and-so gave me a $100 gift card to Macy's or to Target or to whatever, you know, some store or Walmart or whatever, some high-end store, Lord and Taylor, whatever the hell is a high-end store in your country because I know people are listening to me in different countries. You get a gift card, you get that. And you're going, this is great, $100. This is great. I'm going to, I don't have time right now, but later on, I'm going to take this card and you know, when I need some. Something. I'm gonna, you know, cause I'm gonna have to buy some sheets or some crap like that. I just got some sheets, so I don't need them now. But you know, I'm gonna wait a few months and get some sheets and all of that crap. Or I'm gonna buy some plates. Or you know what? I'm gonna do this and do that. And you think you're gonna go in there with the hundred dollar gift card, and then you read the gift card and you realize as soon as you use it, six ninety five comes off. Right? And then you do the calculation. You go, okay, well that's not bad. That's okay. You know, that's cool. That's not a big deal. I mean, I don't have a hundred dollars anymore, but that's all right. That's okay. There's a, you know, six ninety five a day. And then you read the small pen and you realize that the entire time, very slowly and very methodically, because you didn't use the card, little drips and drabs of money are being deducted by the, from the card's worth, from the card's worth, from the card's worth. And all of a sudden you realize not only is it not a $100 gift card, you don't know how much is, is going to be taken away because it didn't really spell out how much they're going to be taken away they just said monthly a fee will be taken away after a certain amount of time if you don't use the card and you went whoa i haven't used this card in a long time and i don't know what they mean by a little bit's going to be taken away i don't know what they mean i don't know what they mean i don't know what they mean but you find out what they mean when you go to the store and you sweep the card and you try to buy something that costs 50 bucks and they tell you you only got 12 dollars on this card ma'am what it's a 100 gift card how that happened your punk ass should have used it earlier your dumb ass should have purchased something earlier by the way they wouldn't say it that way but they'd be thinking it but what starts to happen is after if you haven't used the card in a long period of time the value goes down Well, that's what happened with me with the dude that was a friend of mine that's still a friend of mine that I haven't seen in a while. But if we run into each other, we're going to go right back to being the friendship that where it was when it left off the last time. All that bread that I, I'll even tell you the amount. Why am I saying like it's some it was three hundred dollars. OK, the three hundred dollars that I owed this cat over the course of time. And this guy made a lot of money at the time, probably still does. And I was a young guy at the time, you know, where I, you know, and uh, as it turns out, as it turns out. 
It was like a gift card that he gave me. And because he was so hard to get in contact with, and he knew I was trying to contact him in good faith afterwards, he really didn't care. He knew I was trying to give him the bread back. And just like that gift card, the amount of money in his mind, I guess, just started to drip away. You know, 300, 250, 200, blah, 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 down to nothing. And then it got to the point when I called him and I finally got his ass. He didn't give a shit. It was like a gift card. Now it didn't have any value at all. And it served his purpose and he didn't even want it back anymore. And it was like that other, it was like the guy with the 40 bucks with me. I wanted my money back the first week, the first two weeks, the worst first three weeks, the first month. And then six months goes by. And then seven months, then 10 months, 12, 24 months, 36 months goes by. Three years. He owes me $40. And what happens? He hides from me like a punk for three years, over $40. I almost want to run. I haven't seen him in, in a while. I almost want to run into him and just walk up to him and go, dude. It's not that serious. It was like a gift card, the gift card theory. I wanted the $40 back the first week, the second week, but this has been three years, dude. Stop hiding from me. I don't care about the $40 anymore. I don't care. It's okay. You know what? From I'm telling you from me to you, don't pay me the money back. I don't even want it anymore. I just want you to stop hiding from me like I'm going to kick your ass or something because that's not going to happen. It's just $40. Okay. Okay, man. I, you know, I was not, it's not like I was hiding from you or anything. It's not kind of feel guilty you know, about the $40 because, you know, I really, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, at the time I couldn't pay it back. And then after a while, it, you know, it kind of snowballed and, uh, I feel kind of guilty because I was going to give you the $40, but I, I felt I would feel kind of stupid then, you know, just walking up. Because if I just walked up to you and gave you the $40, I was afraid you're going to be thinking, well, if you could just give me the $40 like that, why didn't you just give me the $40 before? And I thought that maybe you think, well, you know, you've been living in the same place. And I could have easily just driven up to your house and, you know, put a money order in there with your name on it. And then it would have been, you know, then you would have had the money and then all of that, you know, and then I could, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't know, man, it just got out of hand. You know, I just, I don't know. I feel stupid now, man. And I said, yeah. Yeah, man. We, we, you know, we're at the gas station right now. You know, I'm glad. I, I mean, I wasn't even going to get gas today. I'm glad I ran into you because this is, I mean, $40. This is ridiculous, man. You know, I mean, come on. It's not a big deal. So, all right, man. I said, I'm going to get some gas, man. Let's, you know, and he, you know I'm going with you too. And we're laughing and joking about old times. We're walking to, you know, the gas station. I'm, you know, I'm buying a soda. He's buying a soda, you know. He, he buys gas. I buy gas. And you know, sometimes when you, when you open up your wallet, people around you look in your wallet out of curiosity. That's happened to me before, but I don't really carry a lot of cash on me. And as it turns out, he actually does have a lot of cash in his wallet. And I realized that I, I just told him that uh, he don't have to give me the $40 back, but I see he has quite a bit of money in his wallet. You know, and I'm not the kind of person that would look in somebody's wallet and just assume, but for all I know, that could be all of his rent money and he could be on his way to pay rent. He could be on his way to pay rent. You know, I, I, it could be that, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that, that anything to, about that, you know. We're talking and I'm in the back of my mind, I'm going, you got way more than that. You could give me the $40 easy. You know, I don't need the $40, but I mean, you got several hundred dollars in your wallet. I mean, if I was, I mean, when I said you don't have to give me the $40 back, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of speaking just in general, you know, I was trying to let you know that the $40 is really not that important to me, but you know, I'm thinking, you know, you obviously have the, wait a minute, you got a nicer car than I do. What the fuck? I'm driving a damn Toyota Camry, which I'm happy with the mighty Toyota Camry, but that, that's a pretty nice car you got there, bro. And I can't believe it with all that money in your wallet and then, and the nice ass car. Maybe, okay, maybe that's his, maybe that's you driving somebody else's car. No, the, the 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 vanity plate has his name on it, so that's definitely his car. Unless he has an exact friend with the exact same name, it has his name and year of his birth on it. What the fuck? Oh, hold on for a second. You know, and, and, well, well, he's driving this nice ass car and he got all this money in the wallet. And I'm I'm my, my, I'm happy with the mighty Toyota Camry, but my car ain't as nice as that. So he's obviously making more money than me. You know, so I mean, now he's got all this money in his wallet and that expensive car and he owes me $40 and now he's hiding from me. And now, if I really think about it, if this was money was put into the bank by now after this time, it'd probably be more like $45 or $46. 
You know what I'm saying? Plus, you know, transaction fees and all of that kind of stuff. You know how banks rip you off and all of that. So, to be honest with you, if I was, if he was a real person, you know, if it was me and I was in his situation, first of all, I would have never let anybody owe me. I would know anybody money that long, but I definitely wouldn't be running around in a nice car with, with vanity plates with my, you know, my name and year of birth on it, signifying that it's actually my car and that I pay for this car. And I, I just realized how nice the dude's shoes are. God, I mean, my shoes are nice too, but this guy's shoes are nicer than mine. And even though he's trying to dress down i try to dress casually he's dressing casually but now that i'm standing in front of this ba- now by the way this is going on in my mind right now and he's talking in another thing man i don't even hear what he's saying right now i'm just thinking about all that money he's got in his damn wallet and the fact that he's driving that nice ass car and he could be he should he should just go you know what man i'm gonna give you that 40 dollars. he should say that right now but he's like all right man he started walking towards his car and i'm going i can't believe this bastard he saw me he's standing there he pulled all the money out the wallet and he got the money and he owed me 40 dollars he ain't gonna give me no 40 $40 a bastard, you know. So I said, uh, dude, yeah, about that $40. Oh, you gonna tease me? You still comedian, right? Yeah, yeah. So I walked over to him and I choke slammed his ass. And I, I put him, you know, the, the position in the mixed martial arts called the guard. He had me in the guard and I was on top of him. And I, 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 I'm grounding, pounding his ass. He said, What are you beating me down for? I said, Man, he got all his money in the wallet and you're not going to give me my $40 back. I should fuck you up even worse than this. Then I got him in the Ronda Rousey arm bar and he tapped the ground. I said, Ain't no referee around here, bitch. The next, you, if you got an arm free, pull your damn wallet out and give me my money. And he, he said, all right, man. And then I let him up and then he tried to run into his car. I grabbed him by the back of his shirt and I dragged him back. It's 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 a, called a horse collar. It's illegal in the NFL, but this ain't the NFL. This is a dark parking lot and the surveillance cameras don't work at this gas station. I know that for a fact. So ain't nobody going to know what happened with me whipping his ass. So I slapped the shit out of him. I went into his car and I took his phone. I said, this iPhone is worth more than $40, bitch. Now either you give me my money or I smash up your phone. And he said, you're sick, you man. I said, shut up, punk. And I pretended I was going to throw his phone. He said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he handed me $40. And I said, you should give me more money than that. Because when I was whooping your ass just now, I got some oil on my clothes. And it's going to cost money to dry clean this crap. So he gave me another $100. And I said, fuck that shit. And took all of his money. Pimp slapped the shit out of him. Gave him $20. Pushed him into his car and said, drive home, bitch. Drive home. And if any police officer comes to my house, it's on. I'll kick your punk ass some more bitch i probably shouldn't have admitted that on uh on the podcast because okay what i meant to say was none of that happened uh, i definitely didn't beat his ass and take all of the money from his wallet you know because that would be wrong what i meant to say was we met at the gas station i said hey buddy you don't need to pay back that money because you're just not important. He said, hello, S. Anthony, you definitely didn't beat my ass. Here's your money. In fact, here's, you know what, have all the money in my wallet right now. And then as I was hugging him and not choke slamming him, I tripped and landed on the ground and got some oil on my clothes. It was definitely not from me choke slamming him and grounding, pounding him and putting him in the Ronda Rousey arm bar, taking all his money, threatening to smash his iPhone, whooping his ass, taking all of the money out of his wallet, giving him $20 back, throwing him in his punk ass car and throwing his iPhone into the back seat and saying, if you call the police, I'll kick your punk ass. None of that happened. <laughs> okay, none of that shit happened. <laughs> Obviously. But what happened is I I saw him and he kind of liked it like he didn't see me, slipped into his car, which was not as nice as my mighty Toyota Camry, by the way. Uh and uh and he and he drove away. And there's a part of me that wanted to walk over and just go, come dude, it's not that serious. It's I mean, do I want the forty bucks back? Yeah, but there's like three years of this. This is how you're acting for three years off of $40. It's it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's, it's not a problem. You know, just, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean we're not going to be buddies anymore because you lied to me and you treated and you ran from me like a punk and I don't trust you anymore. But I'm not just to let you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm definitely not going to 
tell the story of what a piece of shit you are on my popular podcast. I'm not doing that because the last thing I would want to do is tell people in several different countries what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> well, I didn't use his name, so he can't do shit. For all you know, I could be lying. <laughs> in fact, just in case he decides at some point in the future, if I become famous, <clears throat> And he wants to sue me. I just want to let you guys know that that story is completely false based on no one in particular. <laughs> I must protect myself. Hashtag don't want to get sued if I get famous. Fuck that shit. <laughs> so the point I'm trying to make, folks, is listen, you know, you know, like I said, uh, you know, if you if, if somebody borrows money from you and it's not that much bread, either. You know, make the decision. Either just make go after your bread in a, in, a, in a good way, or just say screw it. I just said screw it. You know, and if you and then when, like I said, when I owed money, I tried to give the dude the money back. He didn't want the money back. You know, and um, you know, so there you go. But I was just thinking about that. I was just thinking about that because I saw the dude that owed me money, and it was just funny watching him. I saw him, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not going over there. You know, and then I then he saw me, but I saw him seeing me and I'm going and I'm going to I said, I'm going to keep looking in this general direction and not look at him. I just want to see what he does. And it was real. Like you could tell he was like, boom, 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 boom. There is this at me. I don't want to give him money. I'm a deadbeat bastard. Get in the car, honey. Put us in the car. Don't make any noise. Hope. He walks past cuz he going to want that 40 bucks and I'm a deadbeat don't want to pay him back. Oh shit. Here he comes. Duck your head down in the front seat. Bum, 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 bum. And I'm standing there going, oh, God, this guy's a douchebag. I'm going to stand by his car for 10 minutes. Make him crouch down like a punk as I'm enjoying torturing this dickhead. I'm not going to leave. Going to lean against his car. Take my phone out. Listen to Five Prince songs. I'm going to stand here and make him pull a muscle in his back. Hiding from me. <laughs> oh, God. So what I'm saying is I just it, it just amused me. Watching a grown ass man duck me with his girlfriend over 40 bucks, you know. And yes, I did stand by your car acting like I didn't see you as you crouched down like a punk. And I stood there. So I'm going to listen. I didn't listen to five print songs. I did listen to Kiss and uh, Emancipation on my phone while I stood there pretending like I was scrolling through stuff because I wanted to make his dumb ass crouch down in his car for the length of time of those two songs. And then I walked into the supermarket, looked out the window and watched him peel out of the supermarket like a punk ass bitch. It was worth $40 just to torture your dumb ass like that, you dumb bastard. By the way, if I become famous in the future, I just want to say, ah, I'm just kidding. None of that happened. This is all fiction. None of this happened at all. So if there's someone in the future who, if I become famous, if this person actually existed, which they don't, I just want to say none of that happened. I just made it up for the entertainment of my audience. <laughs> you punk ass bastard. Where's my money? <laughs> okay guys segment over all right my friends my bastards around the world let's talk about a manipulation my friends manipulation let's talk about manipulation i'm not the kind of cat that likes to manipulate people i really don't like to do it i tend to be i tend to be a straightforward person and uh, sometimes people get a little upset by it. Hey, you want to help me out? Nah, that's stupid. You know, sometimes I'll do that. And I shouldn't do that. And I've become a lot more tactful as I've gotten older. Even though I'm essentially saying, what are you, an idiot? I say it in such a tactful way that the person doesn't realize that I'm calling them an idiot. I don't like to manipulate people. And thus, I don't like to be manipulated. But people will manipulate you. You know, and I'm not talking about the people that you don't like. You know, they're going to do it. And it's harder for them to do it because you don't like them and you're looking out for it. You're going, I know that bastard over there is going to try to manipulate me. And I got up all my guards. I got my guards up. Here comes his manipulation forces. They've been taken down by the SWAT manipulation stopping team that I got set up in my mind. Nice try, punk, trying to make me feel guilty for doing some crap that I shouldn't have to do in the first place. Something that 
you should be ashamed to try to get me involved in because you're just trying to mess up my time to make it easier for your punk ass self. Too bad, punk. I don't think so. That's what I'm talking about. You're on guard for the people that are not people you like trying to manipulate you. But you know who can slide in with the Trojan horse of friendship, the Trojan horse of love, the people you love and your friends and your family. Those bastards manipulate the crap out of you. And I know it. I learned it a long time ago. I learned it as a young man, how people that are close to you can manipulate your punk ass and it needs to be stopped. I learned about manipulation very young. I was 19 years old. I've been doing comedy for two years and I've been a professional for a year and a half or so. And I now was making good money for a 19 year old and I was doing okay and everything was great. I wasn't making a lot of money, but when you're going from having zero money to having a little bit of money, you feel like a damn Rockefeller. I had enough money to buy stuff that I wanted and then spend money on girls that I was dating. That's when you're 19, <laughs> that's all you need. And also there were people on stage laughing at my jokes and clapping for me. And that was great. I run into a lady from in an audience who thinks I'm cute. You know, I told her I'm 19 and I, I looked younger than that, but I was carrying myself a lot older than that. So, you know, when I showed her my ID, I was like, why is this woman looking at my ID? And I realized I was showing her my ID because I wanted her to let her know, yes, I am in fact legal. I'm not saying that anything's going to happen. 25-year-old woman that looks like a young Pam Greer, I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but I'm hoping something's going to happen. She keeps coming to my shows and I'm doing good shows and everybody's laughing and she's looking around and there's people clapping and laughing and chanting my name and all of a sudden, even though I'm 19 years old, all of a sudden I start looking good. I start looking really good and I've already looked good anyway, but now I'm looking even better and all of a sudden she walks up to me, she gives me a kiss on the cheek, tells me how funny I am and says you are a cute man. You you look like a lot of fun. Here's my phone number. Give me a call if you would like to have some fun. And then she walks away. And she didn't walk away like she walked toward me. When she walked toward me, she did toward me. She didn't walk in any kind of way. But when she was walking away, she walked in a way that basically the only thing that was missing was a saxophone solo and a bunch of arrows pointing to her delicious buttocks because she was making sure to swing her delicious buttocks in a way that made me want some of that delicious buttocks. But she didn't have to swing her buttocks in the way that let me want make me want some of that delicious buttocks. I wanted some of that delicious buttocks because it was her delicious buttocks. And she walked away and I called her and we went on a date and oh yeah, boom boom and for those of you that are new to the podcast, that's the music that means sex, a.k.a. she banged the crap out of me and I banged the crap out of her. But it was more her banging the crap out of me because she knew what she was doing because she was 25. And even though I was 19 and had had sex before, I hadn't had a sex as many times as she had. So she banged the crap out of me and I banged the crap out of her. But what's more important is a the delicious buttocks that she was swinging to let me know that I could have some delicious buttocks all of a sudden I was now having access to her delicious buttocks and it was more delicious than I thought it was going to be because yeah and as it turns out she was a manipulative person you know whenever I wanted to go do something she didn't want to go do something and every time I tried to, to, to get her to be a little more open minded to the things that I wanted to do you know, she would go, well, I think we should do this. And I would be trying, I would be very tactful with trying to, you know, make her more open to do the kind of things that, that I wanted to do. And even though I tried to make her open to new ideas, the only thing she did was open her blouse. And I was like, I don't care about doing the stuff I wanted to do. I want some of those. And then I was like, well, OK, don't don't be blinded by the perfect breasts in your face. What you need to do is you need to stand up and let her know it's only fair that she do some of the stuff that you want to do. And now she's in nothing but panties. And um, I was going to try to suggest that we do some of the stuff that I wanted to do. But. Well. She banged the idea out of my head. And as it turns out, I started changing the way I dressed to the way she wanted me to dress. Right? And I did my comedy, but some of the other things that I wanted to do that I normally would do with my friends, I didn't get to do with my friends because she wanted me around all the time. And I didn't mind her being around me all the time because, well, when I was around her, it was inevitable that in a short period of time, every time we were alone, I boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, jiggy, boom, boom, jiggy, 
yeah, that. And even when she was, quote, on her period, when we couldn't, she still, I'm not going to spell that one out, but you get the point. We couldn't, because she was on her period, but she made sure that on several times a day, I'll let you figure out what that is yourself. <laughs> but I'm glad she, because everybody, every dude likes when their woman, because usually is just a precursor to, but if you can't, then she just, because it's better than not, because you can't, but she can still, <laughs> anyway, so all of a sudden as a 19 year old guy, when I'm getting it on with a 25 year old woman who looks like a young Pam Greer, who's my brains out and whenever I can't, then that's I'm saying, what am I going to do? Hang out with my friends. I don't want none of them to hell no. And they damn sure ain't going to that ain't going to happen either. Hell no. So I chose to be with her. And my friends are going, hey, man, you know, uh, you don't hang out with as much as I mean, you hang out after the shows for a little while, but you don't hang out with as much with us as you used to, man. You know, what's going on, man? And you're dressing kind of weird, man. I mean, not weird, but that ain't how you I know you ain't picked those clothes, man. You mean to tell me that your girl is, 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 is got you just ditching us like that? And now you can't even hang out with us unless it's after a show and you ain't hanging out with us anymore. You ain't coming over to the house anymore and all of that. And you're dressing like this, man. You're dressing like a punk. What the hell is going on, man? I mean, I know she's gorgeous and everything, but damn, man, you know, you, you, you should stand up to her. I said, I did try to stand up to her. I said, you tried to stand up to her. I mean, I know you young and everything, and she's she's got like seven years on you, six years on you and all of that. But I mean, you got to stand up like a man, you know what I'm saying, and tell her that you're going to hang out with your friends and that's it. You know what I'm saying? You got to stand up. I said, dude, um, I did try to stand up to her. I said, I said listen, I'm not going to use her name. I said, listen, person who I'm banging. Cause I don't want to say her name. I said, listen, it's, it's not fair that we always do the stuff that you want to do. I'm a man and I should dress my own the way that I want to dress. And I should go out and hang out with my friends and do some of the stuff I want to do. And as a couple, you should do some of the stuff that, 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 that I want to do. And they said, well, what happened when, uh, when you said that to her? I said, well, you know, I, I said that to her and then she, um, and, I, and they went, she, she be whipped you. And I said, yeah, she be whipped me. And she was like, yeah, but that's okay. Me, all of our girlfriends, we got wives and girlfriends too, and they be whip us too. So what? That's not enough to make you. I said, I got be whip like four times yesterday, and they go four times. Damn. My wife hasn't be whipped me four times in a month. I mean, she boom, boom, jiggity, boom, boom, jiggity me about the 10 times last month. But, you know, when I only got a little bit of be whip that led up to boom, boom, jiggity, but not a standalone be whip. I mean, she's never just spontaneously be whipped. I would love it if she would stand alone be whip. I mean, the one time she be whipped. Without me asking, was that? And I said, "Wait a second. And then I found that I found a whole bunch of credit card bills underneath the damn bed. In fact, even when she goes whoop, sometimes even when she goes whoop, I'm enjoying the whoop. But there's a part of me that's still mad because I remember the, the first time she stand alone whooped me. I knew that she did something wrong. And I said, "Well, my girl whooped me. It's because she likes to whoop me, and I don't blame her for wanting to whoop because, well, I'm me." And they all laughed at me for being a dick for saying that. And I laughed too because it was stupid to say. And you can't get away with saying anything slip, slick at a table with 10 comedians because they'll, they'll verbally whip your ass, which is what they tried to do. Okay, they did. They killed me. And, uh, <laughs> but they told me you're being manipulated, man. You're being manipulated. And that was about six months into the relationship that would only last a year. And then, she you know, she got some job someplace else. And, and that's why I knew she wasn't really taking me seriously. She knew she was only going to be around for six to nine months to a year. She thought I was cute. And when I, she really enjoyed the way I, and as it turns out, she liked the, and uh, she also liked when I, which is the male equivalent of the, but I digress. But then she she rolls away and we're about to leave. She's going to leave and I knew she was leaving. I kind of knew it. And then, you know, I was smart enough even at 19 to realize this relationship wasn't going to go anywhere. I was just trying to enjoy as much and as many as possible before she went away. And she goes, it was really great being with you. You know, I'm going to leave. I'm never coming back to Philly. I mean, I'm, I'm moving and this job might actually take me out of the country. So we're probably never going to see each other again. I said, I know, I know. I knew the relationship, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad we got to spend a year together. You know, I'm just... 
You know, this is like the best year of my life up until this point. I just want to thank you for all the boom, boom, jiggity, boom, the boom, jiggity, jiggities, and all the bee whips. You know what I mean? It was, it was really great. She goes, I know, I know, it was great too. And I, I liked you. I said, well, yeah, and you know, I did, you know. <laughs> I got to give back to the community. And we laughed. And she goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I got to catch a plane tomorrow. So, um, you want one more boom, boom, jiggity, boom, boom, jiggity, and one more bee whip? I said, sure. Then we went back to her place and <laughs> like it was going to happen one more time. There was about five more. And before the. There was a whole lot of me. And her. So it was about six of those before she went to the airport in the cab. But I never saw her again. And then very gradually after she was gone and I stopped wanting to jump out the window because I had damn near every night was a ridiculously attractive woman and ripping me on a regular basis i went back to not getting that for a few months until i found my next girlfriend and during that time i started to turn back into me you know i started wearing the clothes that i liked i started hanging out with my friends again and they were going man that woman was manipulating and i said yes she was but there was you know, hundreds and hundreds of and hundreds and hundreds of and if somebody would have told me I'm going to have to neglect my friends for 372 days and get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of and I get the a bunch of times I would have sound signed up for it and I would have told you guys before and listen guys for the next 370 something days you see that ridiculously hot woman that stops traffic I'm going to be banging the crap out of her. She's going to be banging the crap out of me. I'm going to walk to walk to her and she's going to beep me constantly during a whole period of time. And then she's going to disappear. And then I'm going to go back to being the old me. I would have said that to y'all. And you know what y'all would have said? Go for it, kid. Get it, get it, get it. But I was being manipulated. And guess what? I didn't mind. I didn't mind at all. In fact, I don't know where that woman is right now. But if she's out there and you hear this, and if you're single, I'd, I, I'm hoping that you'd be a couple of more times. And I can walk up to you and you could be with me because, you know, I, I still think about that when I'm not in a relationship because that, that was the best year of, you know, in my young life of it was awesome but the thing is that's the kind of manipulation I could have put up with because I knew there was an end to it and the benefits to me at the time were all of the charge baby but as you go through your life other people start manipulating you and it's not as much fun as what it was then it's not as much fun oh no and that's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily tell everybody exactly where I'm going and what I'm doing. Because if you tell people too much crap, all of a sudden they can set your punk ass up. They can set you up. They can set your punk ass up. Oh, yeah. You'll find out that your relatives are good for that crap. Your relatives are good for that crap. I had a relative that knew when I was driving around their neighborhood at the, when I lived there and they knew when I was going to be around and they knew that I was going to be going by a certain place and they knew that they could just call me up. Hey, man, looking at the clock, knowing damn well where I was. I was wondering, um, are you anywhere near the whoop-de-whoop store? Uh, yeah, yeah. Would you mind picking me up a bag of bloop-de-bloop? Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, it's cool. You know, yeah. I'll pay you when you get here. You go into the store, you get the bag of bloop de bloop, you drive to their house, you give it to them, they, you, they give you the money. Not a problem. You don't even realize what this is. This is a damn test run. Now they know you're carrying at least enough money to pick up a bag of whoop de whoop. Uh -huh. Next day. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad I caught you. Are you anywhere near the store? Yeah. Could you pick up a doop de boop a floop de goop a scoop de boop and a goop de goop Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me make sure I got enough money for that. Uh, you got the money when I get there, right? Oh, I got the money when you get here. Yeah, now they know the outside. They know the limits of what you're carrying in your wallet at, a t at the time. Oh, yeah. And they, they're slick. They'll wait a little while. They don't want to push it. 
But then all of a sudden they start all up again. Could you give me a bag of whoopty whoop, some hoopty goop, some goopty bloop, and some goopty boop? And you pick that crap up, you bring it to them again. And all of a sudden you start noticing the month has gone by and those punk asses just happened to catch your punk ass by the store. Wait a second. You realize I've been falling into a pattern. They now know that I drive by that store at a pretty much exactly the same time every day. And they know that if they call me by a certain time, of course I can get that stuff. You manipulating bastards. Y'all got cars, but your lazy punk ass is too lazy to get your punk ass into your punk ass car and drive to the punk ass store and get this punk ass crap yourself, you lazy punk ass bastards. So now all of a sudden I have to start being manipulative. I'm driving by the store. I was wondering if you by the store. As a matter of fact, I'm not by the store. Oh, and guess what? I am by the store. <laughs> and then somebody that knows you and knows them and sees you near the store and starts talking to you. Hey, yes, what's going on, man? Oh, hold on, let me see what time it is because I got to call my wife. Oh, she says it's 2.50. Okay, I better call her. And now you know they talk to you and they now have the time stamp in their mind and you know they're going to see your friend and their friend's going to know what time you were by the store and they're going to you just told them you weren't by the store so now you got to call your friend back and tell him you're by the store and you got to take that crap to him bastard so now you got to go out of your way to make sure you actually don't drive by the damn store so nobody you know will see you by the store and tell your friends you were by the store that those bastards and you start this manipulation game and I hate that crap. I hate that crap. Maybe I want to drive by the store. Maybe there's a lady in the store who I think is cute. Maybe I like one of the dudes in the store and I just want to walk in and say hi, buy a soda and go home and I'd have to drop by my punk ass family's house to bring them that punk ass crap. Maybe I don't want to do that. Maybe I don't want it to be my job to bring you a bag of whoop-de-whoop, a floop-de-boop, a joop-de-goop and a goop-de-boop. Maybe I don't want to do that crap, you bastard. I don't mind doing it every once in a while, but you're trying to make it my job, you manipulating bastards. And all of a sudden, it's this manipulation train that goes on. You got to drive out of your way to make sure you're not around them. You got to hide from friends like you're some kind of damn fugitive so you don't have to take anything to, to their punk asses from the store, those bastards. It's a pain in the ass. Same thing happens when you're a married guy. The only difference is you kind of got to do that stuff now because it's not like you can go home with that soda. She knows that, that 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 store is the only one that sells that soda and that's the soda you like. And if you have that soda, you went to the store and she asked you to go to the store and you didn't feel like going to the store because you both have cars and she could go to the damn store itself and you don't feel like it. And you, where'd you get that soda from? I got it from another store. No other store sells that soda, you bastard. So what do you do? You buy the soda and you drive someplace and you drink the soda before you go home. And it's really a pain in the ass because you like drinking that soda while you're watching the news. You like to eat those chips, those Doritos and that soda while you're watching the news. That's one of the little joys in life. You do all that crap outside. You just want to sit in the chair, drink this wonderful orange soda, whatever flavor it is, and eat those chips or maybe eat a sandwich or whatever. You just want to sit down. You don't feel like waiting for other stuff, waiting for somebody else's sandwich, dragging his bag around. You don't feel like doing it. And now you got to hide like a freaking criminal drinking your soda, eating your chips and watching reruns of the show you wanted to watch on YouTube in your car three blocks away from the store where most of your friends don't drive, sitting there like you're waiting for a hooker or something. And you got to find a little trash can to throw that crap in because you, you, know, you want to get rid of the evidence. But, but you know how it is. You get lazy doing that. And eventually you're going to say, yeah, I'll, you know what I'm done? She's going to be upstairs when I go home. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw it in the trash can. And I'm the one that puts out the trash. You never touch the trash. Not a big deal. And you forget and you put it under your car seat because you don't want your car to look messy. And the next thing you know, you're in the car with your woman. You got your hand on her leg. She's looking at you. You're looking at her. You're looking at her. She's looking at you and you're looking at each other. And you know what's about to happen. And then you hit a bump on the road and clink. The bottle that's under the chair hits one of the metal rods under the chair that moves the chair backward to forward. And she goes, I hope you didn't run over something. And you're going, oh, God, I didn't run over something. It's that bottle under the chair. And she knows I keep my care, my car meticulously clean. And the only reason that something will be under the chair is if I was hiding it from her. And I'm hoping to goodness that there's, there's not, a, not a, another damn thing in the road that I'm going to run into another big pothole that's in here. It comes and I can't avoid it. Blink. What's that? She reaches under the chair and she pulls out that bottle. She goes, you got this bottle from that store. I thought you never went back to that store. Wait a minute. This sandwich, you must have eaten this today, you bastard. 
all because of the manipulation you're trying to do and the manipulation she's trying to do. That's why I don't like when it comes to t doing anything and to be any kind of manipulation. Either just bite the bullet and put it down and do what you're supposed to do, damn it. Or just tell the other person that you're not going to do it, which you can't do to your wife because she's there when you're asleep. And like some other girlfriend of mine who was mad at me one time, she accidentally elbowed me in the chest four times while I was sleeping. <laughs> what an accident. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I was sleeping. Really? You were sleeping when you elbowed me in the chest four times saying, take that, you bastard. You think I'm that dumb? Huh? And she goes, oh, it was an accident. I don't care what you say. And I said, oh, OK, I'll accept your word that it's an accident. And then you go into the closet, you put on your different pair of shorts. And he goes, why are you wearing shorts in bed? You normally, after we get it on, you don't wear, I like when you don't wear anything in bed because I like the way your skin feels against mine. I'm like, hey, hey, I was just getting a little cold. Well, if you're a little cold, just get closer to me and wrap your legs around me. No, 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 no I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I'm, you're, I'm a lot bigger than you are. And I don't want to, that, that's okay. And then she grabs and she goes and says, you know, come on, stop playing around. He, he, he. And then she puts her hand on your junk and realizes you're not wearing a cup because you don't want her to accidentally elbow, you want her to accidentally elbow you in the balls I mean none of that actually happened <laughs> but I never liked manipulation that's why when I'm around people any people that know me my friends will tell you that S does not manipulate people S does not tolerate being manipulated and manipulating people kind of sucks unless you're a really really super beautiful black woman who's 25 years old and looks like a young Pam Greer and the way you manipulate me is by boom, boom, constantly several times a day and when you can't boom, boom, my brain's out you and I'm telling you right now you know if, if you're a gorgeous woman and you're in a relationship with me I'm going to treat you like an equal I'm going to treat you like you're the best thing in the world I'm going to love you for your mind your intellect your, your your caring your loyalty your specialness and everything that's everything that's everything that makes a wonderful person a wonderful person but I'm telling you right now in addition to that if you the crap out of me and also a whole give me a whole lot of boop, I don't care what you want to do I'm going to want to do that crap too don't you have a show tonight I'm canceling it why are you canceling the show you can't cancel your show your fans are there I tell my fans that I'm going to be spending the next four hours getting about three or four and a bunch of boops and tell them excuse me ladies and gentlemen one of the CS Anthony his show has been canceled oh come on we love him we can't believe his show has been canceled he has a special message he wanted me to play for you and his audience Hey, I got doing this, that's Anthony. Oh man, come on, we big fans. I can't believe you're gonna cancel the show, man. We came on. Uh, I can't be there tonight because my woman and I are going to. And she promised me I'm gonna get a whole lot of. Oh, oh, okay, we heard that podcast. Yeah. As it turns out, we're not really that mad at you anymore. We'll just uh, reschedule. We, I mean, now that we know that you're going to be boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggity, jiggity, and getting a whole lot of bee whips. Um, you know, we were mad at you for a minute, but I, mean, I can't, I really can't blame you. I wish my wife would boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggity, me and give me some bee whips. Yeah, well, I wish that you would give me some bigger, walking, 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 walking. You give me some walking, 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 then I'll give you some more bee whips. All right, I'll give you a whole lot of walk the walk the walk if you give me a lot of bee whips. And if I give you a lot of bee whips and you give me a lot of walk the walk the walk could it lead to boom, boom, jiggity, boom, boom, jiggity, jiggity? Yes. Okay. As Anthony's, it turns out we're, we're disappointed that we're not going to get to see you, but we're going to actually get laid for a change as married couple. So uh, just let us know when the show's coming back and we'll be back. Okay, that's great. Uh, as Anthony says, uh, thank you over the phone. Um, and then he hung up the phone abruptly because he began the process of getting bee whipped by his girlfriend. So uh, I'm pretty much sure by now he's boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggity. We will now, we will shoot out an email to when the show has been rescheduled. But uh, we want to thank you guys for not being upset about it. <laughs> I would not cancel a show for boom, boom, jiggity, boom, da, boom, jiggity, jiggity, or be whips. <laughs> I would never manipulate my audience like that. Oh, yeah, because I don't like manipulation. Don't manipulate people. Don't manipulate people. Unless you're going to boom, boom, jiggity, boom. And then be whip them. You're gonna be whip them and boom, jiggity, jiggity, and wiggle the wiggle the. Then, then, then that, that that's a good way to be manipulated. <laughs> I thought I was more evolved than that. I'm disappointed in myself. Segment over. Well, this has been episode number two sixty eight of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you very, very much, you wonderful people. You.
you cool sass bastards. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And thank you for the kind words and the kind DMs and the kind emails and for the banging I'm sure I'll be doing in the future of some of you, because hopefully at some point in the future, I will become very, very well known and thus, of course, do what any well-known person a person of of note and of power and that money that I will have at that point if I become famous, I will, of course, then find the most attractive of you, ladies only, and bang the crap out of you because that, that should probably not have said that out loud. <clears throat> what I meant to say was I look forward to meeting you <laughs> and banging someone. <laughs> anyway, folks, this has been episode number 268 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. And in all seriousness, thank you guys very much for uh for listening to the show, you know, I really, really appreciate it. You know, one of the things about doing something like this is the joy of knowing that there's really cool people, you know, that have stuck with you, that have listened to over the course of time, you know, and uh, it's really weird because, you know, when I started doing this, I, I just I just wanted to do something that I, that I wasn't going to do in stand up. I wanted to do something that was just, you know, like a fun little hobby for me. And at the at the time, I really didn't give a crap if anybody listened. Not that I didn't care about people's opinions, but it just I wasn't doing it necessarily for other people. It was just something that I hoped maybe a few people would listen to, you know. And, and I did it for fun. And um, then all of a sudden, you start doing. You do this for a while, and then you know somebody will direct message you, and you let then they'll tell you something really cool, you know. And, you know, I live in L.A. and the traffic sucks, but you know I listen to you on Stitch here on my car, man. And all of a sudden. You know, those long ass traffic jams don't bother me as much because I'm enjoying what you're saying or, you know, or I have a long bus ride to work every morning. I don't want to take my car. My husband's got the car because his trip is longer, you know, and I can get a ride back from my friends and, you know, and a bus ride sucks. But I listen to you. I download your podcast and I listen to it and it makes, you know, and, I, and everybody else is looking all miserable on the bus and I'm the only one there laughing or whatever. You know, when you hear stuff like that, you know, you go from realizing it's just something that you wanted to do for fun. And then you realize people are actually listening to it and people are enjoying it. And, you know, it's like when you do stand up comedy, you stand on the stage, there's two, three hundred people out there. And at first you just think about it as just a fun thing to do with your job and everything. But then you realize, you know, two or three hundred people in the audience, they, they, they were doing something else. They stop what they were doing to come to where you are and they're doing you the honor of listening to you talk, you know, and they're enjoying themselves. And it's really cool to watch people walk out of the comedy club laughing, walk out of a club or a theater that you're playing laughing or even if it's a coffee shop or something. And they laugh at what you were doing and they give you the thumbs up and they walk out and sometimes they want to hug you or, you know, or they want to take a picture with you. Maybe they want you to sign some, even though you're not famous, it's cool to be asked that. And it's, it's really, really cool. And it makes you, makes you, uh, more enthusiastic about staying up to three o'clock in the morning, writing jokes or putting your podcast together or doing whatever you do. You know, when it's appreciated by people who in good faith like it and give you a sincere, give, give you that sincere love. It's really, really cool. And that's one of the, one of the things I enjoyed about doing the, um, doing stand up, and we'll be doing again at some point in the near future. And it's the same thing with this, man. Like I said, somebody tells you that you help their commute go by faster, either to or from work or both or their bus ride, is better or working out is better or they're shopping and they're in line and they're listening to you and instead of being all pissed off about the people around them they're enjoying what you're saying it makes it more fun to do this knowing that people enjoy it and that you're helping people feel a little bit better about whatever the situation they're in by taking their mind off of crap that would have normally pissed them off and as cool as some of you how can I put this the, the way that you feel listening to the podcast or the way that people have said that they felt about listening to the podcast. I feel the same way when you tell me that's how you feel about listening to this. It means a lot to me. So I just want to say to everybody, thank you very much. Your kind words do make this infinitely more worthwhile than it would have been anyway. You know, it's like, uh, it's like finding money on the street when somebody, you know, say you're walking down the street and, and then you, you see like a, a 20 or some crap. And I mean, you don't need money, but it's like, damn, a 20, you know, and you look around and there's nobody on the block for, for a while. You just pick it up. And he's like, man, I found a $20 bill. Well, that's what it feels like when somebody that you've never met tells you they enjoy your work and then it means something to them. So thank you very much for all those 20s that I've been finding on the street, metaphorically speaking. And um, I appreciate it. So this has been episode number 268. I'm about to get out of here. Um, the podcast can be heard damn near everywhere. I'm on iTunes radio, iTunes radio, <laughs> Stitcher radio. 
iHeartRadio. Um, I'm on iTunes. Um, uh, you know, Jesus Christ. Everywhere you can find a podcast, I'm on the Podcast Revolution Network. The home base for the podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. Obviously, if you're hearing this, you already know that. Um, the social media for me, some of you are following me on social media. Some of you don't. Some of you just found the podcast or had the podcast recommended to you, but you don't know about me on social media. On social media, I'm in two places and two places only on Twitter. For me specifically, my Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the show is at S. Anthony Says. I'm on uh, Snapchat, S. Anthony Thomas One. I'm on I, uh, Instagram, S. Anthony Thomas. Facebook, I have a verified page on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, just type into the top box, S. Anthony Says. You will see my verified Facebook page is my smiling gap tooth face and a blue circle indicating that it's a verified page for me. And to even though I know you all know the don't and don't be emailing me like we know your email address. Look here. Other some people are new and they don't. So shut your mouths, punks. The email address <laughs> directly to me is talk to S Anthony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K-T-O-S Anthony, my name, of course, at gmail.com. I know you know what the email address is. I get it. I just talked about the email that you sent me. And I know that some of my some of y'all are gonna break my balls going, I keep saying the damn email address. I have to, damn it, because there's always new people listening, you bastards. <laughs> Much love to every last one of you, and I really, really mean that. Um doesn't matter if you listen to me on a lawnmower, riding mower, walking down the street in your cars, when you're riding, when you're walking on a treadmill, walking down the street shopping, it doesn't matter. I'm just glad and honored that you allow me into your ears, into your minds, into your hearts. I really, really appreciate it. And now, folks, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always get to say goodbye. I'm going to do it on the count of three. And you keep telling me that you do it at the same time that I do it. So we're going to do it again. This is our tradition. Are you ready? On the count of three. Here we go. One, two, three. S. Anthony, out.